What is up everybody, Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of The Sheehan Show for Sherdog.com. As we come towards the end of the year here and we look ahead, you know, to the new year. Uh, one year just got a, a new one just begun for, to steal a line from a famous song, I suppose. Um, and, you know, we, we tend always at this time of the year to, to do this and... and you know, go back and look at the awards, I suppose, that we just had. And I'm sure we'll, we'll see awards on, on Sherdog and, and further afield as well and all over the place. You know, I hope Herb Dean won't be winning referee. But that's another, maybe that's another podcast for another day. Um, but I want to look forward today. And I want to do a bit of, you know, a bit of fantasy matchmaking, a, a, a bit of, uh, a, a bit of uh, Shad Sheehan shoes here to, to take away from maybe Shad Shelby. And uh, I want to look at the top three fights that I want to see next year. Now, these are these are my fights purely. These are not maybe you know from like a matchmaking point of view or from like um, a sensible point of view maybe. Now they actually are a bit, but we we will get into that and we we will we will talk about them in a second. Now there's loads of fights I would love to see and loads of fights coming up that I I want to see as well. Now I might do another video with the three fights I'm most looking forward to that are actually happening, but these fights. Haven't been made yet. I think one of them especially definitely will be made. But the other two, you know, are, are kind of borderline. Could happen. Uh, but I will get into them, each of them. There's some great fights coming up. You know, Figueredo uh, versus Brandon Moreno coming up. Really, really can't wait for that. Looks like Aljamain Sterling versus Yan is going to go up. You know, that could have been one of my fights here. But I, I'm really looking forward to that. Maybe that'll be in another video. You know, what's going to happen at Federate Volkanovski and Holloway. Looks like Charles Oliveira is going to fight Gaethje next. What a fun fight that would be. Although I would kind of prefer others. Um, we'll get to the welterweight pitcher. That's that's one of mine. Looks like Leon Edwards might be able to get that shot finally. Um, Adesanya, he's going to fight Whitaker. Well, you know, if 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 what the UFC says is correct. Uh, Glover looks like he's going to fight Prohachka. You know, we have Reyes coming up um, again. Uh, and the heavyweight pitcher, you know, we have that fight coming up as well at the at the start of next year. Then Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena as the champions. Rose Namunas as the champ. Valentina Shevchenko as the champ. There's a little bit more unknown there, but there's a lot of fun matchups uh, to look at throughout the whole year. But the three I'm looking at today are are really fun. And the first one I'm going to give you is a guy we haven't seen in a long, long time, and that is uh, that is John Jones. Uh, you know, 26 and 1, hasn't fought since the start of the pandemic, all the way back in, in February. I always look at February uh, of 2020, and tw- February 2020, not February 2021. We're almost at February 2022, so it's almost two years since uh, since John Jones fought. Um, and I always think about that, that Bellator Dublin show that I was at that just seems like years ago at this stage. And that's how long it is since John Jones fought. So the fight I want to see is John Jones versus the heavyweight champion. Whether it's Francis Ngannou or Cyril Gagne, who win that fight uh, coming up here uh, in January, the 22nd of January, that fight is on. So whoever wins that, I want to see them fighting John Jones. Look, we've talked for a long time about John Jones moving up in weight. We've talked a lot for a long time about John Jones cleaning out the heavyweight division. Now, he's not really, or the light heavyweight division, sorry. He's not really cleaned out the light heavyweight division at the moment because a lot of guys have come up. There's a look at Prohachka, who I just mentioned there. John Jones hasn't fought him. And, you know, Jamal Hill on his way up and Paul Craig and uh, Johnny Walker and others. Now, you might think, you know, John Jones would make easy work of, of a lot of them. And maybe he would. But 
it's it's different at the moment. But at one stage, to 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 circle back to the point, he had cleaned out that light heavyweight division, and we all wanted to see him going to heavyweight. I felt the same way about Habib in a lot of ways that okay he hadn't cleaned out the division at, at all I think he had, he had three or four more lads maybe he could have fought um, but I would have loved to have seen him going up to welterweight fight Usman that could have been one of my fantasy matchups as well that's a fight I always want to see but I feel like sometimes you see fighters like that everyone wanted Dimitri Shanson to go up to fight TJ Dillashaw that time when guys are at that level when they're at the very very best GSP going up to fight Anderson people want to see him make that move want to see him go up want to see him have that big fight and I feel like that's a thing that's been there for Jones for a long time and now what we have now is something very special and I was talking on a podcast the other day about this, is that no matter who the matchup is, whether it's Cyril Gagne or whether it's Francis Ngannou who's fighting John Jones, there's a different sort of question that John Jones needs to answer. Now, John Jones has answered lots of questions down through his year, uh, down through the years. The wrestler question with Cormier, you know, the the, the karate question with, with Machida. He's fought hard hitters. He's fought good athletes. He's fought... You know, he's fought them all, beat them all. So you can't really question that with John Jones. But he also has been out of the cage for two years. He's also not been in heavyweight. And he's also gone up to fight guys who are who have skill sets like he has never seen before in uh, in, in in a certain way, in a, at a certain level, I suppose. I don't think he's ever fought anyone, and he hasn't fought anyone, who hits as far hard as Francis Ngannou. He hasn't ever fought anyone who will leave it all on the line like Francis Ngannou will. To knock you out. He has never fought anyone like that before. A fearless knockout artist who will go forward and all he wants to do is take your head off. That's what Francis Ngannou is. Make no mistake about it. Right? Will that be the person to beat John Jones? Maybe, maybe not. What he also hasn't faced in my opinion, now he's faced a couple of guys like this, is a technician good enough to go up against him? And to me, that's what Cyril Gagne is. I think Cyril Gagne is the next incumbent of John Jones when we talk about the greatest fighter of all time, the person who would beat any other man to ever live in a hand-to-hand combat matchup. That, that to me, you know, it was always, people thought it's the heavyweight champion in boxing first, and obviously, you know, MMA uh, fighters are far superior to, to boxers in terms of a real fight, a uh, hand-to-hand combat fight. And then we always thought it was, you know, whether it's Randy Couture or, you know, Brock Lesnar or Ken Velasquez or Stipe Miocic. But I think for a long time, we did think it was John Jones, even though he was the light heavyweight champion. But now I think it's Cyril Gagne. I think he's the man. Now, he might lose to Francis Ngannou, absolutely. But if he does... It gives this matchup. If Francis wins, it gives a matchup I just spoke about. But that technical wizardry matchup between Ciel Gagne and John Jones is something that I would absolutely love to see. My favorite fighter of all time in terms of technique, not necessarily my favorite, but the person who I think is the greatest fighter of all times is Demetrius Johnson. Because I love the technical fighters. I think the best technical fighter is the best fighter. Wins, losses and all of that to me are, are secondary, right? Uh, but people will argue because, you know, he's smaller and everything like that. He's not. It's a bit different. When you have a bigger guy like Gagne, like Jones, who both have the brilliant technical aspects of their game, it brings that together with, you know, the bone-crushing intensity, 
muscle, bone, blood, all of that together to a fascinating matchup that gives the technical purists who love it what they want, but also the heavyweight lovers what they want as well. That power and that intensity to the fight. That is a dream fight for me. Look, Francis Ngannou is a dream fight for me as well. If I had to pick one of them, it would be Gagne versus Jones. Even though for a long time, it would have been Francis versus Jones. But I'm after, I'm after changing my mind on that one. But that's the first fight for me. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say I can't wait for the fight. I hope it happens. Now, John Jones, obviously, some legal issues and all. We, you know, we can talk about that. And maybe that's a, a diff, uh, discussion for another podcast. And I've had that discussion on other podcasts as well. So it's definitely not something I'm looking over or anything like that. But... If you're, we're talking about pure fights, that is a pure fight. I would love to see John Jones versus the heavyweight champion. John Jones at heavyweight, first of all. John Jones versus Nganu, a brilliant fight. And John Jones versus Ganyu as well, an even better fight for me. I want to see that fight in 2022. I want to see John Jones at heavyweight. I want to see John Jones back. Will the UFC pay him? Will he move up to heavy? Will he actually do it? Like, John Jones has always been a bit of a bully as an MMA fighter. He's always fought middleweights, you know? I had a stat up once. You maybe you'll be able to find it on my Twitter somewhere. Uh, one of my useless facts today that John Jones has fought like six, seven middleweights, something like that, as a UFC champion in UFC title defenses. That's a lot of middleweights to be fighting. And you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not slating John Jones or anything for that. That's just a matter of the fact. To go up and fight heavyweights is a different, a different ball game. He is prepared for for a long time. As I said, two years out of the cage. Very, very interesting to see if that does happen. And I'll be here to watch it if it does. And I can't wait. The next fight that I want to see happen after John Jones versus Ganya is... Uh, I said I skipped the, the welterweight division. And I skipped it because I didn't want to give away my fight. But I want to see Kamar Usman versus Hamzat Shimaev. And... Everyone might say, look, it's a little bit too early. And I'm a person who comes on here and on other podcasts in other places and talks about the young, young up-and-coming fighters, uh, you know, from my part of the world here in Ireland or, you know, the UK or abroad, you know, whether it's a, a Sean O'Malley or a Jack Shore or a Ian Gary or whoever it might be. And I talk about matching them the right way, giving the slow roll to a slightly faster roll to the fast roll to contendership to a title. You know, that's what I like to see. Unless it's Shumayev. <laughs> unless it's John Jones unless it's someone special who you know is that outlier who you know is ready for it who you know is the guy and who immediately needs to fight the guy in that division make no mistake about it Cameron Usman oh, look I still think GSP is the greatest welterweight of all time and will be for another couple of years yet right but the fact that in my mind as someone who kind of puts it out of the question a little bit the fact in my mind, I think it might be a question soon, says enough about what Usman is. A fantastic fighter, a brilliant fighter, a very, very tough fighter to beat, fantastic wrestler. When he gets to the ground, brilliant. His jab is magnificent. Okay, his last outing I didn't think was, was his best, but previous fights, very, very good. And a guy who's constantly, I think, improving, you know, may, won't show up every day, won't be brilliant every day, but he's brilliant as a fighter. Uh, as a, you know, he has the basis of a brilliant fighter in all areas. Fantastic, right? Shemaev just seems like that guy that <laughs> is going to be tough. Is going to be tough not only to beat but to stop him from beating you. If that if that makes sense. Like when he uh, Li Jingliang is a brilliant fighter. Make no mistake about it. Maybe some people don't realize how good Lee is. He is a guy. He you know he is an alpha male. This guy is. 
a guy who doesn't get dominated by people. He is a guy who dominates people. You know, he's a fantastic fighter. Okay, you know, maybe he's never going to be a top five fighter. Maybe he's never going to be a champion. But he's not a nobody. He's not someone who, you know, anybody, even the very, very top fighter, should have a, a really, really easy day against. She might have carried around, as as the great Ben Fox once said about Matthews and, and Frank Trigg, like a, like a bag of fertilizer. That's exactly what he did. He just, it was so easy. It was so easy for him. He just decimated him. And you can, like I, uh, Reese McKee, I, I've covered Reese McKee's whole career, literally from the his his amateur career and 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 yeah, his uh, his debut against Johnny Jitsu. I know he's a good fighter. This is not a guy who can e- easily be beaten. And he just she might have destroyed him. You know, he destroyed Murchart. He destroyed John Phillips. This guy is is an insane fighter. And look. If he goes in there and loses to Usman, he can build his way back up. He can still come back. He can still fight. But if he goes in there and he beats Usman, he has risen to that level in this time that superstardom is going to take him to another level. We, we you know, a lot when Habib was on his way up when he was fighting McGregor and all, everyone talked about like you know that side of the world. Um, you know when when he was out in 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 Abu Dhabi and out in Fight Island fighting there how huge it was in Russia as well. You know, it was he was absolutely massive. Shamayev, if he can take that path that's quicker than Habib, that's more dominant than anyone we've ever seen to become a champion this early in his career, I think he could take that to an, the next level. Now, could he get to McGregor level? Maybe, maybe not. But the question is, could he? You know? And now, maybe Usman will stop all of that. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not, I'm not saying this is a guarantee or anything. But, Someone rising that quickly and beating, if he does beat him, the pound-for-pound number one guy in the world can only mean superstardom, right? And that's grand. And that's, you know, that that's big. And that's a reason to want to see the fight. But my reason to want to see the fight is fighter A versus fighter B. This is, this is a meeting of unbelievable fighters. You know, it's why I wanted to see TJ versus Demetrius in their pomp. It's why I want to see, you know, Oliveira versus uh, whoever it might be, you know, Pario, as we just saw, or Gaethje, or Makachev, or Benil Dariush. It's why I want to see Jones versus the heavyweights. It's why I wanted to see, you know, Anderson Silva versus Jones back in the day, or GSP versus, you know, Anderson Silva and all that. These are why you want to see this fight. This, this unknown who's going to win, you know, Will Usman win? He probably will. You know, he's a champion. He's great. Shamayev still on the way. Will Shamayev win? How will how will Usman beat him? It is a fight I need answered. And I, look, I'm sorry to Leon Edwards. He deserves a title shot. No, you know, he does. He's won so many fights in a row. He has, you know, he's really, he he's deserved this. He, he, he earns it. And he might get it. He'd probably get it. And maybe Shamayev will get it after him and I'll still be happy. But I would give it to Shamayev right now. I think Shamayev deserves that fight right now. I think the UFC, if they're a proper promotion who want to promote this right, who want to give Shemayev the best chance to reach superstardom immediately need to do it sooner rather than later. I think if they do it immediately and they do it right now and they have him fight Usman and he wins, he will take off to the next stratosphere and I really want to see that fight as a fight as well. So that's it. Usman versus Shemayev is my number two. John Jones versus the heavyweight champion is uh, is number one. These are not in no particular order as well. I'm just giving you my three. Right, the third one I'm going for uh, is a rematch, and it's it's Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena. Um, this fight has to happen. You know, it it has to happen. The rematch has to happen. We need to see this again. You know, we 
we live in a world where, and, and I, I think Luke Thomas kind of said it on, on one of his podcasts, where there's too much assurity at times with, with us in MMA. We, we think this is going to happen. We know it's going to happen. They're, the, the very best can never lose, but sometimes they do. You know, sometimes they do. And what's the reason for that? I spoke on my podcast before the fight as well. Will Amanda Nunes, you know, still have the same drive, still have the same want? You know, we, we talk about McGregor all the time and he's, you know, he's silk pajamas and he's yacht with all his money. Can he, you know, can he get up for these fights anymore? Is it worth it to him? You know, McGregor earning three million from a fight. What really does that matter when he's 120 million or whatever it might be in the bank? No, Amanda Nunes isn't as rich as Conor McGregor, but she's rich enough to live the rest of her life. She's drawn a lot of pay-per-view buys down through the years, being on UFC 200, being on some big, big cards with big, big buys. And I'm, I assume maybe I'm wrong, but I assume she's getting pay-per-view points and, um, and has earned a lot of money, you know? And, and, you know, I heard Juliana Pena talking about it afterwards. She's gone back to, to Brazil to live on a farm and, and different things. I'm sure that's not that expensive. You know, I'm sure she can live wealthy for the rest of her life on that money. And is that a thing that's kind of, you know, drawing her to not be as prepared for fights as she once was? Is that is that the issue? That's the question I want answered. And the only way to answer that is to see this rematch. Can Julia, like, was it a fluke for Julia? And, and and by fluke, I mean not not necessarily fluke, but a once-off. Was this the only time Juliana Pena can ever rise and fight like that? Uh, was it a case of Juliana Pena being good enough to, uh, to beat Amanda Nunes, or was it Amanda Nunes just not being that good on that night and not being prepared, not taking it seriously? I want all those questions answered. We need all those questions answered. Can Amanda Nunes bounce back and be the GOAT again? Or is this it? Is this the... Like, that's the biggest question. Is this the end for Amanda Nunes at the very, very top level? Like, is this the end of the run of the greatest female fighter we have ever seen in mixed martial arts? Or is this the start of her maybe next rise to superstardom? Because if she wins this fight against Juliana Pena, this, look, this is the biggest fight of her career for me. It's, I, I think it's, it's bigger than the Ronda fight. It's bigger than the Cyborg fight in terms of importance for her. Now, you might not draw him or whatever, but it's huge. And if she wins it, What's going to be next? Is it going to be Kayla Harrison? Is it going to be Shevchenko then after that? Because, okay, Harrison, that explains itself. I don't need to explain why that's huge if Nunes wins. But I think, and this is the point my, my friend Graham made to me over in, over in the Severe May podcast, that every fighter, whether it's Shevchenko or Ketlin Vieira or whoever it might be coming up, now have an incentive to believe that they can beat Amanda Nunes. If Amanda Nunes had fought the next five challengers in a row and had beaten Juliana Pena, none of them would have the mindset that we can beat her because Juliana Pena beat her, if that makes sense, you know? It gives them all an, uh, uh, you know, uh, not just an assumption, but um, a, a factual look at her getting beaten in a certain way. People know how she can beat and she, then they, they saw her lose once she was the greatest of all time. Look, they've seen her lose years ago. Who was it? Um, Katsangano who beat her? As Amanda Nunes said herself, I thought those problems were gone. Everyone else, I thought they were gone. Everyone watching here thought they were gone. But they're back. You know, those problems came back. And every future opponent is going to believe that they can bring them out on her again, whether it's another bad day from her, whether it's, <clears throat> you know, no, her not being up for it again. So that makes every fight over the next while more intriguing than it had maybe any right to be. And it makes this rematch intriguing. Like Juliana Pena is in a really rough position because, you know, the same for Frank Edgar back in the day when he fought BJ Penn, 
the same for for lots of fighters. You know, if you if you're uh, someone who's to beat John Jones when he was a heavyweight champion, you have to fight him again and beat him again. You know, Frankie had to fight BJ and beat him again. It it happens. It happens all the time. Um, uh, TJ and Cody. It, it happens. It happens all the time, and not not necessarily long reigning champions as we see now. So it's tough for Juliana Pena. You know, she didn't have to only climb that mountain once. She can climb. She has to climb it twice. And can she climb it again? What like what intrigue from both sides? I do, look. I don't think it's going to be the best fight in the world. I I think Amanda Nunes is going to win. I think she's going to be bang up for it. Um, but but but. Will she? Can she? Is she going to be the same? Is she going to be, you know, <laughs> is, she, is she going to be different? That's We need to see it again. We, we need to see this this again because it's a fight that we should never have wanted to see again if it had gone the way we all thought it would go, you know? It, it, it's it's weird because the, I tweeted before the fight, right? And I said, I hadn't even thought about Julianne Pinion winning. Imagine if she did. It would literally change the whole world of MMA. And it did. It did because... Now we're thinking about that fight again when we should never have been thinking about. Now we're thinking, can Shevchenko beat her? Can Harrison beat her? Can she beat herself? Can she beat her own, you know, mental demons to get back to the very top to prepare correctly to fight at the very best? Will will she even fight again? And I think the only way to answer that is to have this fight again and beat Juliana Pinion. That's why it's one of the three fights in 2022 that I really, really want to see. So i leave it at that. Those are my three fights. Jones versus Ganya. I'm going to go with that. But Jones versus Inganum as well might be one I'm going for. Shamaya versus Usman for the welterweight title. And Amanda Nunes trying to get her title back from Juliana Pena. Let me know in the comment section below. Tweet me at John Sheen. Be ad Sherdog uh, in as well to it. Uh, let me know your three fights that you want to see next year. And uh, we, we, can have a, we can have a bit of fun with it. And I'll leave it there. Uh, my name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com. And I'll see you all next time.